Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Miguel. And I'm Christina. In the last episode, we talked about the era of 90s R&B groups, specifically the male groups. But today, we're going to talk about the ladies. Ready to get into it? Yes, I am. Let's do it. So if you missed the last episode, we talked about male R&B groups from the 90s, like you said. This time, we're going to talk about the female R&B groups from the 90s. We talked about the high end acts. Mm -hmm. We talked about some of the lower end acts (laughs) and the acts in between. So on that list of our top tier, we have groups like TLC, SWV, Destiny's Child, and Vogue. Tier two has, you know, Total, Escape, 702. Mm -hmm. Then we get down to the to the muck a little bit <laughs> where your Moken Steps lives. Tear who? Yeah, that, that tear who where you kind of forget who the hell they are. <laughs> or maybe they just had one song, one hit. You ready to just get into it? Yep, we're going to start at the top just like we did in the last episode. Well, all right. So your top tier was TLC, yep. SWV, Destiny's Child, and Unvoke. And also, I just wanted to remind, because I don't think you said it, this is 1990. To 2000. Yes. So some of these acts have gone past the 90s, but we're going to talk about that decade. Yes. So those were the four you put in your tier one. And I'm going to start with a potential hot take. All right. We're coming out of the gate firing. Okay. I initially agreed with you, but then as I was actually re-listening to all this stuff, I decided to put Destiny's Child into tier two. I'm okay with that. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I have probably the same assessment. Okay. But I will let you explain when we get to it. So who do you want to talk about first? Let's just get into TLC. So TLC came out the gate in 1992 with Ooh on the TLC tip. And I loved them. I'm not surprised at that. I used to wear all the baggy clothes and stuff just like them. Did you have condoms taped to your clothes? I did not because I was a teenager. (laughs) They weren't much older than teenagers. That's true. And (laughs) I wanted to be worldly and stuff and act like them wearing condoms didn't bother me. But I would not be wearing (laughs) wearing condoms. But I did wear all those brightly colored clothing. And I remember I put my hair up in a bun all the time. My friends would be like, oh, my God, you look like left eye. (laughs) Anyways, definitely when they came out, I loved them because they were fun, they were young, and, you know, I've mentioned before that there was very much this um, empowerment kind of feel where it's like, it's the 90s, we're doing this, we're doing that, and it was nice to see women doing it. Sisters are doing it for themselves. (laughs) Yes, sisters doing it for themselves, (laughs) which was a random joke we heard on Superstore. If you watch the show. You'll know what we're talking about. If you don't watch the show, you need to watch the show. <laughs> Anyways, back to TLC. This was the era, too, of women wearing baggy clothing and just kind of more of a tomboyish style. I don't know. Like, I just loved them. I mean, me and a whole bunch of other people since they ended up being, like, one of the biggest selling female groups out there. Yeah, of all time. What did you think about them? I just thought they were fun. Like, everything they did seemed to be fun. Mm-hmm. They didn't take themselves too seriously. Like in the videos, you see little comments and things like this is Left Eye's cousin with one of the background (laughs) dancers. So stuff like that just made them appealing. I wouldn't say they're my favorite group, but like I said, the music was fun. Yeah, I feel like they would appeal more to women. Yeah. It wouldn't be that surprising that men like them, but as their popularity grew, they definitely started to appeal more to women. Yes. Yeah. So the first album was definitely fun. Uh, and I think also just the style and the fashions of everything just being really colorful at that time. And then when the second album came out, Crazy Sexy Cool, 
they started to take on a little bit more of like a mature, yeah. more sexy vibe. And that's where we got creep. I just realized today when I was re-listening to it that Fife is in the intro. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize until he's like Malik, the five foot freak. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's Fife. <laughs> you making that realization kind of like the uh, Buster Rhymes, L.O.N.S. family tree yep. that you put together. <laughs> yeah. I'm like lioness. What's that? <laughs> so. That was something that hit me today. I mean, I do remember Buster Rhymes on another interlude and Andre 3000 on Something Wicked This Way Comes, which is also one of the songs that I love on this album. So those two are remembered, but completely forgot about Fife. I think it might be because of the popularity of this song, but I cannot stand waterfalls anymore. You don't like Go Go Jason waterfalls? I do not like Go Go Jason <laughs> waterfalls. I can't remember... Exactly how I felt about it back then. I don't think I hated it, but I don't think I loved it. But these days, I'm just like, skip. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, man. And because of that, I think that's where this shift happens in the third album, Fan Mail. We talked about this with Usher and I'm sure other people, too, where your audience changes and then the music kind of changes. Right. right. So Fan Mail is when we got the infamous No Scrubs, which is why I said they're more for women. <laughs> <laughs> Because No Scrubs also launched No, no Pigeons, Pigeons. <laughs> which is one of my favorite songs. So a song that I do love off of fan mail is Silly Ho. Yes. <laughs> so I would like more Silly Ho and less No Scrubs. Not that I, I do like No Scrubs, but it just kind of took on this life of its own. So you want more Silly Ho yep. and less Unpretty too, I oh, assume. Oh, yes, definitely. That's what I meant to say. More Silly Ho. Less unpretty. <laughs> no scrubs is that middle ground yeah, where yeah. I'm cool with it. It's straddling the fence on both. I forgot how much I love this song because <laughs> I think I just thought of no scrubs, unpretty. And I was just like, Ugh, I don't need to listen to this album. But when I pulled it up, I was like, yes, I forgot about Silly Ho. Yeah, I listened to it <laughs> earlier. It was like, yeah, I, I can get with this. <laughs> Something that I completely forgot about until I was watching the uh, the videos mm -hmm. yesterday. But in the video for Creep, <laughs> Chili hits a mean ass backspin <laughs> and that just cracked me up. And then she just posed at yeah. the Yeah, you got left eye walking on her hands behind her and she's doing some up rocking into a, a backspin. <laughs> I was like, that was kind of tight. I don't know if you noticed this too, but in the baby, baby, baby video, because that song, left eye doesn't, there's no like rap or anything right. for her. So most of the video, she just has headphones on and she's just yeah. <laughs> flopping around in the background, just doing laundry, dancing, walking back. And forth. I'm not here. Do your thing. <laughs> back to what you were saying. They just seem like they like to have fun. Yeah. The majority of their videos are fun. They have some sultry ones. And I think, well, Waterfalls is their serious one and Unpretty is their serious yeah. one. But for the most part, they're fun. Because in the last episode, you said you don't like songs that have messages or I too positive. Not. So. That's why you don't like Waterfall. Or Unpretty. It's laying it on too thick for me. Right. I like Keep Your Head Up, for example. Yeah. I don't mind like positive type songs, but when you lay it on a little too thick, it's, <laughs> it's too, too much. much. Yeah, so I can't do it. I mean, it's good for the people who need it, I guess. But for me, I'm like, ugh. It it's, makes you cringe too much. Yeah, it's a little too Instagram inspirational post for me. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> let's move on to En Vogue. During this time, I remember just feeling like they were huge. At one point, they grew to just be everywhere, or at least everywhere in my world. I don't know how big they were outside of, quote, my world. They were quite popular. I thought so. Yeah. It was a quick run. 
but their highs were really high. So their first album came out in 1990, Born to Sing. And what's interesting about In Vogue, a couple things, is there's no lead singer. Like, they're all fantastic singers, and they pretty much sing lead equally. It doesn't feel like anyone sings more than the others. Yeah. They don't seem like a group that was put together. Even though they were. Yeah. Which is weird. But that's what I'm saying. They seem like they went to high school together or something, <laughs> right. right? I found out a while ago, but I remember when I found out that they were a group that was just put together. I was like, how? But they sound <laughs> so perfect together. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you say, I want a group with four leads in it. So Born to Sing came out with, I believe Hold On was the first single. That was like, wow, who is this? Because they just come out the gate with that acapella. And then you got them in these little tight black dresses. And Cindy gives us a little Roger Rabbit. <laughs> they give us some poses. And you're just like, who are these gorgeous ladies who also sing so well? All four of them. Right. Yeah, I was a fan from the beginning, but me just being a teenage boy. It was more about the, the visuals. The, the tight dresses yeah. that I just mentioned. <laughs> it was like, okay, I, I like what's going on here. <laughs> a little something for everybody. Yeah, it was like, oh, I guess they can sing. And they can, <laughs> and the thing is, now you know they can sing. Yeah. But I guess teenage Miguel was like, they're pretty. Yeah, that's all I was looking at at the time. <laughs> the thing about this album, though, is you can definitely hear that transition from 80s to 90s since it came out in 1990. So yeah. it, it definitely sounds more dated than their subsequent albums. Right. But Hold On is the classic. I liked Don't Go as well. I think it's the first song on the album. It wasn't a single, but it's called Strange. Yeah. And they're doing this like early 90s, late 80s style rap, but with like a British accent. I don't remember that at all. I'm going to have to check this up. Because yeah. the thing that stood out for me on the album that was like out of place is them doing the quick cover of the Boogie Woogie Bugle yes. Boy. Hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Hip hop Bugle Boy. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That's <laughs> random. But I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it goes back to what you were saying about yeah. them having like harmonies and being a group that everybody can sing in. So, of course, you would pull, <laughs> go to a throwback like that. It's weird, but it somehow works. For yeah. <laughs> you know how I was saying? I didn't like Boys to Men leaning towards that sort of doo-wop sound. Yes. But I like it when En Vogue does it. Okay. Which is weird because why would I like when they do it? Because not they're when women. Boys to Men do it. I guess so. I'm biased. Is yep. that what you're saying? You're a man hater. <laughs> women first. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Whatever it is, it works for them. <laughs> so Funky Divas came two years later and this is where I feel that boom happened i realized that they are the queen of aesthetics because they don't really dance they <laughs> sing very well that little roger rabbit that cindy hit in hold on is probably the most choreo you're gonna get out of them most of it is like choreographed poses yeah and some body rolls that's all Every video during this album run and some after too but especially this album run it's almost like art just the the makeup the styling the costuming and all they're doing is like posing, basically. Yeah, we're going to give you these vocals and you're going to look at how pretty we are doing it. That's basically what it was. Yes, all four of them are gorgeous, but it feels very artistic. And they're bringing that 60s girl group glamour a lot of the times, too. Um, I love and you're never going to get it. They have those little slinky silver dresses. Right. Looking like the Supremes. Mm -hmm. And give it up, turn it loose. They're in the hair salon. It's very, I think, 
50s, 60s. I'm not sure exactly what that era I don't is. remember the video. I remember the song, but not the video. Yeah, they're dressed up as, uh, I'm going to say 60s. And then you had giving him something he could feel. That's iconic. Those red dresses. Did you rewatch that video? I didn't. Johnny Gill getting all hot and bothered I, up in the front seat. I didn't have to rewatch it because <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, that video is right up here. <laughs> I remember arguing with my sisters over which one's the prettiest one, because <laughs> how can you choose? <laughs> exactly. It just depends on the day. Pretty much. <laughs> and then you had Free Your Mind. I really didn't like that one too much. I didn't like the song as much because it's not really my style, but I feel like that was the one that helped with their crossover yeah. appeal because it had more of a rock sound. Yeah, it was that. The, and my love and you're never going to get it. That one, Free Your Mind, and What a Man yes. with Salt and Pepper. That's the one that just kind of pushed them out there. I guess like after that, Runaway Love is more of like an EP because there was just like, I think there was Runaway Love, which I love, love, love that song. And then What a Man, and I think a couple of remixes or something. Yeah, it was like five years in between actual albums. And by that point, they had kind of started to fall apart. Yeah. Which is funny because they had their biggest hit at this time. The one that was on Set It Off. Don't Let Go. Yeah. But it was also included on their next album, which is called EV3. Because even though Don was in that song, by the time this album came out, Don was out. <laughs> one of her many times leaving. <laughs> yeah. This is where things kind of also fell apart for me as a fan. This album is okay. I didn't like it as much as the other ones. I do love, love, love the song, whatever. And I like Don't Let Go Love. I have never heard this album and I only know Don't Let Go. The video for whatever totally reminds me of what we always say about the aesthetics of American Horror Story. Okay. Because they're basically in some kind of like crazy hospital institution thing. But of course, they're all fancy and stuff. Right. right? I put in my notes, did American Horror Story get inspired by this? It's possible. This was from 1997. It's very much um, horror chic. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to have to look into this because I don't remember that at all. So... Don left the group and I'm fine with the three of them. But after that, they had like two members that would kind of come in and out. I'm like, who is these people? (laughs) And not only that, you would have Don coming in and out, too, (laughs) because she came back twice and left twice. And that's probably why the music kind of fell by the wayside, because how are you supposed to put out consistent music? Yeah. Yeah. So that's En Vogue in a nutshell. (laughs) The Canadian in you goes with En Vogue. But it's the American says en vogue. Oh. That, that's what it's always been. What do they say? I'm it's guessing they're saying en vogue. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if they say en vogue. But you Canadians say <laughs> en vogue. Well, if they say en vogue, I will say en vogue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've talked about en vogue and TLC. That leaves us with SWV. Yes. Sisters with voices. Sisters with voices who are not sisters. They are not sisters, but they got voices. And they sound good together. So. Sisters, <laughs> I guess. Sisters doing it for themselves. There you go. I finally got my joke off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. man. Okay. Let's, let's get back to SWV. 1992. It's about time. First album. I love this album. I can't say that I love this album. I like a couple songs on it, but I won't say that I love it. Well, there's your classics. I'm so into you and weak. I prefer the Anything remix with Wu-Tang. The Anything option uh, version on this album is slow and it isn't bad. It's not bad, but it's not the remix. It doesn't have Old Dirty Bastard on it. It does not. (laughs) There's You're Always on My Mind. 
And one of my favorite songs, which is not a single, is called Give It To Me. And it's actually on my workout mix. There is a week remix called the Bam Jams Jeep Mix. I'm sure I've heard it, but I can't think if of it If you haven't name. heard it, I think you will probably like it because it kind of has that computer love vocals kind of sound. Okay. You know, so back in... talk box then. Yes, that's what it's called. Because, um, you know, at that time, early to mid 90s, there's always a something for the Jeeps. Yeah, everything <laughs> was for the Jeeps. Had me wanting a car with no doors. But thanks to all these people, I wanted a Jeep so bad. I did. <laughs> I did. So, yeah, I love this album. I can listen to it from beginning to end. I have a question for you. Yes. So do you like Right Here or the Right Here remix? The remix. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> That I was on the right side of history. (laughs) Exactly. It was a trick question. Uh Was there anything on the line if I answered wrong? I guess you won't ever have to find out. (laughs) You made the right choice, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think this was definitely one of my favorite albums, actually, and pretty solid debut. Then we have a second album, New Beginning. And I know they're not the only ones doing this, but I find it hilarious that they have two very popular songs about being side chicks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things, again, as we have said many times, you sing along, you don't really think about it too much. But in You're the One, my favorite part is when she's like, and if she finds out, I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I always thought this was on the first album. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm So Into You is also about being a side chick. Maybe. I don't know. And I'm So Into You, I mean, right from the beginning, she's like, there you go, telling me that you love me. But boy, you know that you belong to another girl. Hey, she was just putting it out there. <laughs> letting everybody know what the stakes and were. And then the little the bridge breakdown with it is called, it, you're not mine. <laughs> I can't deny. <laughs> they know. They know what the deal is. And we'll get into that a little bit later with someone else. I'm not going to say who. Okay. But yeah. It's one of those things. You just sing along. You kind of don't really think about it. And then one day you're like, did I just say you're not mine? (laughs) You sure did. (laughs) Uh, Then we get release some tension a couple years after that, 1997. I don't even remember the song Lose My Cool. So the theme of this video is them dressed up as vampires. I don't remember the video, but I remember the song. And your boy Redman is in it. Yeah. And he's dressed up like a character in What We Do in the Shadows. I definitely don't remember this. So I'm thinking you might want to watch it just for fun. <laughs> okay. And then he sings the hook at the very end of the song kind of badly because he's not a singer. <laughs> of course. But it's very Redman. And of course, it's funny because that's how he is. Well, I'm definitely going to have to look it up if you <laughs> just got to see him dressed up as Redman a Bram Stoker character. <laughs> like a... He got a little hat on oh, and a cape, and they are dressed up as vampires, too. It's a interesting video. That sounds ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have to check it out. And, of course, we can't forget Can We with your girl, Missy. Well, my favorite song on here, though, is Come Get Some with E-40. I thought you would like Getting Funky with Snoop. Uh, it's all about that E-40 <laughs> for me. the DOC sample. It's cool, but like I said, <laughs> I like the, the E-40 verse better. Not a fax machine, but I got a lot of paper. (laughs) Well, a fan favorite off of this album is Rain. And I know people love this song. And I guess it always surprised me because me personally, it's not one of my favorite SWV songs. I actually like it. I do like it, but it's not in my top tier. But you and a lot of other people really like this song. So (laughs) I guess I'm in the minority. You are. (laughs) You got to come over to this side. Yep. 
So I guess we can move on down a level to tier two. All right. So tier two, let's start off with Destiny's Child so that I can explain why I moved them from tier one to tier two. Okay. So initially I had them in tier one because of their impact, basically. But... Their first album came out in 1998, so they squeaked in right at the end. And that's why I moved them to Tier 2, because I would probably be more comfortable putting them in Tier 1 if we were talking about the 2000s. But right now, I see them as the little sisters of SWV on Vogue TLC and whoever else came before them. I get it, and I agree with it, but their second album, it basically set the stage for everything that happened in the 2000s, if that makes sense, which is why I had them in the top tier, because even Mm. though they only had the two albums and they came out in 98 and 99, because that second album was so big, I felt that it would have to be in that top tier. But I understand why you would put them in the second tier. I don't disagree, but I'm still sticking with my assessment just because I'm looking (laughs) about impact in the 90s. Yeah, I I get it. (laughs) But just looking at the track listing here, bills, 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 bugaboo, jumping, jumping, say Mm -hmm. my name, all that stuff just from the second album alone. eh, That's kind of hard to beat. It is because those were big hits. Yeah. And I have in Vogue in the top tier and they only have three albums in the 90s as well. So two versus three. You can keep them in tier one. I'm okay with moving them out of tier one. (laughs) I could be swayed to go in either direction. I'll put them in tier one for the 2000s, definitely. (laughs) I can go either way. I mean, it's a technicality. They are 90s, but it's right at the end. I get it. (laughs) I get it. I respect it. (laughs) Tier two, they stay. But while we're kind of on the topic of the second album, so you had Scrubs or No Scrubs, and then you have this album with Bills, 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 Bugaboo. It was, I think, this era of, which is why we have all these men doing podcasts about high value women and stuff. (laughs) Because this was when women flat out said, give me money, pay my bills. The funny thing about Bills, Bills, Bills is she's talking about how this man is using her money and she just wants him to pay her back. But if you are a problematic male, all you hear is her saying, can you pay my bills? Can you right. pay the telephone bills? It's like, no, 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 no. She's not asking him to pay her bills. She's asking him to pay his own bills that she's already put money on, which is different. It is. It's not the same thing. But I think how these songs are more overtly, you need to give me money, you need (laughs) to pay your bills, you need to pull your own weight. Whereas the early 90s, I think it felt more like I'm going to uplift myself. Like in the 90s, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm going to, you know, be strong and educated or whatever. Right. But then around this era, it's like, no, you are going to give me this. You were going to give me that. Because that's the downside (laughs) of being a strong, independent woman is you got an ain't shit dude at home who don't want to do anything. It's like you went out and did all this stuff because Uh sisters are doing it for themselves (laughs) and you take care of business. He hasn't caught up yet. He hasn't caught up. (laughs) He's just sitting on the couch doing nothing. So he going to come back and be like, no pigeons, please. Yeah. (laughs) And I can't blame them because they kept him around. So if you're going to let a dude use your credit cards and drive your car while you at work, driving around in your Maxima, picking up other women, (laughs) that's on you. Don't blame him. Well, he doesn't know he ain't shit, though. That's true. Because he's like, oh, you have the nerve to ask (laughs) me to put my half in on the (laughs) rim. That's a whole different layer. But still, yeah. I got to work on my dreams, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I got I this remember, album coming out. 
me and this guy was listening to Bills, Bills, Bills together. I remember he just said, prostitutes. And he was <laughs> okay. so disgusted. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> That's quite a leap. I'm like, you obviously haven't listened to the whole song. <laughs> obviously not. He's only <laughs> hearing the hook. Prostitutes. So I'm sure he was all over No Pigeons. Of course. <laughs> so was I, but... Only for I, I the liked joke No factor. Pigeons too. It was hilarious. <laughs> exactly. And even um, not No Pigeons. What was the one that came before Cheapskate? Cheapskate. You ain't getting nada <laughs> from us. Exactly. <laughs> it was just funny. They had the the market cornered on that. Unfortunately for them, sidebar, it was too cornered because they couldn't get out of that pigeonhole. They <laughs> exactly. In. No pun intended. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I just cut it. <laughs> okay, right. we're not here to talk about the men. But I do think that just listening to the music now between No Scrubs and these songs, like the issues we see play out on the Twitter timeline every day. It's because these people were raised by these songs. And <laughs> That's they, why. But then they just hear the pay my bills, but not the I'm tired of paying for us. <laughs> right. That's why I'm telling you that. <laughs> and the other side is like, quit asking me to do stuff. <laughs> exactly. The, the thing <laughs> I find funny about Destiny's Child is the alliteration in the song titles. Did you really have to have no, no, no and bills, bills, bills <laughs> yes. and jumping, jumping? <laughs> but you know what? I think somebody mentioned this too with Rihanna. Like her biggest hit was Umbrella, Ella, Ella. Right. Ella. So I think there's something about this repetition. And maybe that's what Destiny's Child is doing is that it creates like an earworm or something. So I don't know. Maybe there was a purpose for that. I can't argue against it, so I'll have to go with it. Either way, it worked because these were huge hits. It was. And then, as I've said already, that shift happened in the following album, which we won't talk about too much because now these are in the 2000s. Yeah. But that's the worldwide pop group kind of music now. But before we go on, mm -hmm. here's the problem that I have with Destiny's Child and their ages and just being younger than me. Jumping, jumping. I know what you're going to say. Ladies, leave your man at home. <laughs> the club is full of ballers and their pockets full of grown. And all you fellas leave your girl with her friends because it's 1130 and the club is jumping, jumping. Yeah, 1130. Ain't no club jumping at 1130. Definitely not. And there's definitely no ballers in there with pockets fully grown full pockets grown. <laughs> nope. at 1130. Definitely not. <laughs> this is a song written by someone who is Beyonce. 19, 20 years old. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if she wrote that one, but it's possible. I have no idea who wrote it, but <laughs> it's obviously somebody who hasn't been into a club because the club is not it's, jumping. It's never jumping at 1130. At 11.30. People are still getting in for free at 1130. Yes. So that song is a lie because <laughs> there's no club that's jumping at 1130. Even the 18 and over spots uh -huh. are not jumping at 1130. <laughs> and there's definitely nobody in those clubs yeah. whose pockets are full grown. That's all. So that's Destiny's Child. I'd say another tier two that's high up on tier two is Escape. Uh, high. For that, me? Yeah. For you. Mm -hmm. that, that's pushing it. Actually, yeah, because tier two, I really don't have anything after tier one. <laughs> Everything is kind of mixed in together mm. when it comes to tier two. Nothing stands out. I'm thinking maybe because with the girl groups, I feel like their music probably doesn't have as much crossover appeal between men and women as male groups do. Does that make sense? Yes, that and groups tend to do girly type stuff, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Like we are doing, sisters are doing it for themselves <laughs> for the fifth time. Yep. Is that going to have to be the name of the We episode? might have to change the name of the episode. 
what, who, what comes, song is that? It's by who? It's Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin and okay. the Eurythmics. <laughs> but no, you're not going to be like a 24 year old man listening to women's empowerment, yeah, basically. But if you listen to a solo female singer, mm-hmm. that translates better. Because I have no problem listening to Mary J. Blige. You love Mary J. Blige. I do. (laughs) But am I listening to Escape? No, I'm not. My argument for Escape being high on the tier two list is because they actually have elements of what we were saying about Invoke. Yeah, that's true. Because they have no lead singer and they're all equally strong singers. Even Tiny. So we used to watch T.I. and Tiny's Family Hustle like the first few seasons and Tiny has a funny way of talking. <laughs> yes, that's that you putting forget it mildly. That she is a really good singer. <laughs> like, why does this girl who talks like she got marbles in her mouth <laughs> sing like this? It's like, wow, who's this angel? <laughs> <laughs> they have no lead singers, but they have four strong singers. Well, I'd say three. Candy is give or take. Yeah. It depends on the song. It, it could go can. either way with her. It depends on the song. I think they're. Might be like ranges that she should probably stay out of. Yeah. But when she does, she does. Like my favorite song of theirs is actually not on any of their albums. It's on the Love Jones soundtrack. It's In the Rain. And Tiny is singing most of it, but Candy has one verse. So that's a song where her voice really shines in that one. And then they harmonize where all four voices just blend together. So I put them high up on the list because of the reasons I just mentioned, but a lot of it, I kind of almost realized it's different when you listen to all of it in such a short amount of time rather than like an album here, an album there. Right. Okay. So I tried to convince you with Escape. It didn't work, but there are others in tier two, 702. That's not going to work for you either. I already know. No. no. (laughs) Even though. I think it might be a little too young for you. Are they young? No, I don't know what it is. It's not the age because they're like my age. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's not it. Okay. It just didn't connect just with the music at all. I mentioned this in the last episode with the duet they did with Subway and I said something about when they had four members. Yep. I knew that they pared it down to three, but all this time. I didn't realize that the two that stayed were sisters. Yeah. And not only that, the one that got booted was the younger one's twin sister. Right. <laughs> How does that feel? <laughs> yeah. So apparently Michael Bivens didn't like her voice. Yeah. I was like, she can't sing. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to swap these two out, put two new ones in, and then the other one left. Yes. That's got to be a little messy. <laughs> I would assume so. At Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe they let her tag along on tour or whatnot. The two sisters ended up on BET's Presents the Encore, which we are dying to watch. Yeah, we need to track this down. If you don't know, BET's Presents the Encore is a reality show, and they're just bringing back all these 90s girl groups, certain members, to try to create a big girl group, which just sounds like a mess. Yeah, it sounds horrible, (laughs) but great at the same time. So it's those two. It's Keely from 3LW, Pam from Total. And I don't remember. I just know it's Nivea, quite the list. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Nivea because I was like, she was never even in a group. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyways, it sounds amazing. And I yeah, want to see I, it. I, I We've see seen it. a couple clips and the clips I've seen have been great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need to see the rest I, I of the I need to show. watch this. <laughs> well, I did mention Pam. So let's talk about Total. Then. Yeah. What see, are your thoughts on Total? See, you can get into Total. This is what I can get into. Yes. The other stuff that we've talked about in this level, not so much. Because Total is basically Mary in group form. exactly. This I could work with. Right. What about Brownstone? They can sing. 
like vocally they sound good, but it just wasn't for me. There's really only two songs. I liked, obviously, If You Love Me, and they did a cover of I Can't Tell You Why. Yes, they did. And I really like that. Yeah, I remember that now. I completely forgot about it when I was listening to them earlier because I only watched the video. Okay, what about Jade? Jade was okay. Like, they weren't great, but they weren't bad either. They were just kind of there, in my opinion. I liked them, but they are not at the top of G2. Yeah. But if you talk about 90s girl groups, they definitely have to get a mention, though. Yeah, because it's like we were talking about in the last episode, where you have groups that are kind of copies mm -hmm. of another group, and then that group becomes a copy of one ahead of them, so they're not as good as the one that they're the right. original one's trying to copy. Jade is in that mix. I love Don't Walk Away. There are other songs that I like, but that one's the strong one for me. The other ones is like, oh, I like it, but if I don't hear it anytime soon, I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from them being like pretty and they can sing, but there's nothing that distinct about them. Yeah, they didn't stand out. Yeah. You got to do things to stand out. Sisters doing it for themselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. Now. All right. One more. In <laughs> There's one more in this tier that I want to talk about. Allure. See, here's the thing with Allure. I didn't like them, but this is, okay, here's a Miguel hot take. Okay. Actually, this is more of a conspiracy rather than a hot take. Okay. So right before this album came out is when Mariah started dipping her toe into like her black side with the remixes and whatnot. Right. And the fact that she's singing background on the first single and she helped produce it as well. And did some songwriting. She wrote some songs for it. I think that this was her testing whether or not it would work. Mm. Because doing the song with Nas, mm -hmm. that's Mariah saying, all right, I want to do a song with Nas, but I need to see if this shit works first. Because at this point, she had created a label, Grave, right. and they were signed with her. Yeah. So I'm thinking mm -hmm. this was like Mariah's test kitchen. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to push these songs over here with them. And see how it works. See if it works. And then when it does, when my next album comes out, it's a little more urban than the Mariah we right. knew before. Because her record label did dissolve after this. And we know what Mariah is into. I can see her wanting to do a song with Nas, but at the time, the she was still like, transitioning. <laughs> we can't let you do that. So this was Mariah's test kitchen. See if it works. Okay. Like, all right, I'm going all in with this nigga shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my theory. I had not thought about <laughs> this conspiracy theory, but the way I summed up this album was this is Mariah Carey in group form. Not only do you just actually hear her in the background vocals. It sounds like Mariah Carey, especially Last Chance. That is Mariah right there. See? <laughs> but I loved this album. It's not available for streaming, but you can get some songs on YouTube. That's where I saw the videos. Yeah. And we have the CD or I have the CD. I don't <laughs> yes. know if you have a copy. I don't. But I have a copy. But I love this album. I love Head Over Heels. I love No Question. I love their cover of All Cry It Out with 112. And I love. Last chance. Well, that's all I had for tier two. Okay, me too. Okay, so let's go to tier who? This is where it gets sketchy. All right. So unlike the last episode mm -hmm. where the majority of the people in the tier who were people that I actually liked, but just kind of forgot about. Uh -huh. For this group, 
<laughs> it's like, who this? <laughs> well, there's people you know in this list. There's still some people that I know, but the majority of them are like, why do I even know who this person is? All right. You know Black. Yes, I do know Black, which is a knockoff of TLC, which is it's why I didn't enjoy it. Because Left Eye put them together. But we cannot talk about Black without talking about the Bring It All To Me remix version <laughs> you go. with JC from NSYNC. I will never get over it. <laughs> you got JC. From InSync, InSync, right? Yes. He sings, I'm so for real. Are you feeling my Tim's, my baggy jeans, my thug appeal? <laughs> yeah, okay, JC. <laughs> I mean, I still love the song. I laugh every time I hear it, but <laughs> I can live with it. And as one YouTube commenter said, I'm only here because I'm feeling JC's Tim's, oh, his God. baggy jeans, and his thug appeal. <laughs> oh, man. But that gets me. Every single time. <laughs> yeah, the thing I remember about them <laughs> is the line, sugar pie, honey bunch. If you're not busy, take me to lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're not busy, take me to lunch. <laughs> I was like, no, Ooh, I can't like do this. I like that song, too. <laughs> it's like, see, that's the copies that I'm talking about. Like, I don't need this. Just give yeah. me TLC. I do like Black. I wouldn't mind putting them at the bottom of tier two. But I also don't mind leaving them here either. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. There are songs that I like, but I don't have strong feelings about them. Well, here's another one that you might have some feelings about. Jeanne. Well, they're a duo. I mean, I guess I count them more than one. More I didn't even person. think about them. See, I like oh, I them, love Jeanne. But the problem with Jeanne is you could only listen to so much of it. And I guess that's why their career wasn't that long. Uh, let me explain. Okay. Because the majority of the songs that they sing, they sing together. You can only listen to that so much. Like the choruses and hooks, they're singing together <laughs> at the same time. And that just gets kind of old after a while. I guess. I don't know. I love them. Like it was a good gimmick when they were doing it. Like can you imagine them doing this for six, seven albums? I would have to hear it for six, seven it, albums to see if I get tired of it because I like them. I like them too, but it just seems really gimmicky. Kind I never like even thought of it that way. Das effects with the Iggdies. <laughs> you can only ride that bus for so long. Because I was listening to Groove Thang earlier. Uh -huh. I'm like, it's so annoying that they're singing the lyrics and the chorus together. You know what's funny? Considering they have a song called Listen to the Vibes. Their music is vibes. Yeah. Because it sounds very pretty. Yes, it does. And like I said, I like it, but I don't like too much of it would you like to hear some vocals well they would do it like on uh hey mr dj there are sections oh, yeah, where yeah. one would sing and then the other would sing and then they sing the chorus together but like groove thing they're singing the entire yeah. song you know together I never even knows that i'm gonna have to go back and listen to at least my favorite songs and just kind of see what they're doing because i love sending my love and hey, um not hey mr dj there's another like dj song but i just forgot what it's called now i can't think of it but I know you what know you're what talking, I'm talking about. about. And like I Request said, line. Request yeah. line. Like they're singing together all the time. I will have to go back and listen to it. It didn't even occur to me since there's only two of them. <laughs> I'm like, is that a group? Yeah. It, I, I consider it a, <laughs> okay. a group, even though it's a duo technically. <laughs> all right. I'm going as a group. Okay. But that's my one complaint about them. Okay. Now we're getting down to the weeds. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel mean that i just said that but uh, somebody's gotta live there <laughs> cut close yep they definitely in the lower end of this tier what about your girls smoking stuff yeah that name they tried to do a jodeci it didn't work it didn't smoking stuff <laughs> sounds very strange it does it sounds like a monster <laughs> 
It sounds like a monster or an illness. You got Moken Steph. <laughs> Ew, you got Moken Steph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is what I was referring to when you were talking about SWV with the songs with cheating. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. The SWV songs, I don't mind the cheating as- aspect <laughs> of that song, but this one. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. Don't be so proud of that, girl. (laughs) And she really is. And (laughs) just like this YouTube comment said, this got to be the most catchy, low class song of all time. (laughs) I agree. I'm not going to say it's catchy (laughs) or I think it's catchy that I I enjoy it. People know this song. (laughs) People know the song and the track is it's got the same sample as knocking the boots and keep Uh, your head up. The zap be all right. So that kind of helps sell it too. familiar sound. Come on. Yeah, she's way too proud to be like, <laughs> oh, you had him once, but I got him all the time. Because like, yeah, the one you had him last night. The one that had him once is probably SWV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, the thing about SWV is they're like, yeah, I know he's got a girl, but I just really like him. So whatever. Whereas this one seems, you know, you're wasting your time fighting with the girl. Yeah. <laughs> See, you trying to pin it on SWV and I always imagine that it was Michelle and Dega Ocello. I completely forgot about that song, but it was in one of those playlists that you sent me. And That's I why I saw it. completely forgot about this takedown. <laughs> I he wasn't last night. Love that song so much <laughs> because she's so callous. He wasn't last night. <laughs> Just saying. If that's your boyfriend, that's he wasn't not what last he told night. me. <laughs> So that's Mokin Steph. Do you have anyone else you want to add? Because I have some randoms that you probably have never heard of. Same here. Okay. Like when I said they're duds, this is the dud category here. Oh, no. And we talked about them earlier. Okay. That nice is my first one with Froggy Styles. <laughs> I do not remember that song. <laughs> that song the is only that so nice song I know is Down for Whatever, and it was on the Low Down Dirty Shame soundtrack. Yeah. And I like it. It's not that special, but <laughs> I like it. It isn't. But I do not remember this Froggy Style. <laughs> froggy song. Style. Wow. There's also Sudden Change. I don't know who that is. With coming on strong and nod your head. Again, these are groups that I shouldn't even know, but somehow <laughs> I do. And just like the comment on YouTube said, it's because it was played on the box all the time. Mm. That's probably why I know these songs. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't have the box. There you go. There's one more that I kind of want to mention, but I'm not going to mention it because the nigga who shall not be named <laughs> is a part of Changing it. Changing faces. Yeah. But I have them on my list. Okay. I have some comments that I'm going to reserve until I hit stop. Okay. And I'm only going to talk to you about it. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. You don't get to hear my opinion on <laughs> changing faces. this changing faces song. But I have opinions. Okay. Opinions and another theory. I might reveal it one day, but today is not that day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some to add. These are not duds. Willie Max? No. I don't even know who. Exactly. That's why they're in tier who. See, all of these, I (laughs) when I listen to it, I remember seeing the videos. But on the list, like, who the fuck is Willie Max? (laughs) I don't know who that is. You're not missing anything. Actually, so one I'm going to mention, I was actually surprised. We talked about this, I don't know, a week or two ago. I was surprised you knew who they were, but I guess it's because of who they're associated with. Y-N-V? Y-N-V-S-C-C. Yep. Are my homies. 
Yeah, Never so. come whack on an old school track. Yep. Old Montel Jordan shouting out YND. And you know, I never, probably because I try so hard not to listen to that song. <laughs> you I never, never even noticed that he shouted them out. But he they sure had did. this song called Chocolate. Yep. And I love the song because of the sample. It uses the uh, Rick James, uh, which song is it? Uh, Mary Jane. So it uses the Mary Jane sample. And if you want to see women with very strong abs and crisp body rolls. <laughs> you need to watch this video. And they were going hard. I didn't watch the video. Oh, yes. They have these amazing abs. And these <laughs> body rolls that they're doing are extremely crisp. And okay. they were going real hard with that sort of like gangster girl look where right. they have, I think they might be wearing like dickies or something close to that. Yeah. But they got the sports bras with the pants right. out. So they can keep it a little feminine. I remember right? seeing it in my head. But I didn't watch it this time. <laughs> There's another group which just randomly popped into my head not that long ago, actually. And I was like, I'm going to note this down because I feel like this is going to come up. Okay. Illusion. I don't know Illusion. They were two sets of twins, hence Illusion. Okay. They had one song that I remember used to play on BET all the time, Reality. It's catchy, but it was very gimmicky because- I don't remember it at all. You need to look up the video, too. You have these two sets of twins, and then in the video, the way it's filmed, it takes you a moment to be like, oh, there's actually two of each of them, <laughs> and not just like, oh, we're just going to do like a video where we make duplicates. Right. But you're like, oh, there's four of them, and they're both two sets of identical twins. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so I can't be all into 90s R&B without loving Black Girl, who has a song called I'm a 90s girl. Of course. So, gotta love that. No, I don't. Because <laughs> I'm a 90s girl. You're not a 90s I am girl. I'm not a 90s girl at all. <laughs> but I like that song. Um, can't say I know anything else. <laughs> there was also this other group called For Real. Yes. There's one song that I love, love, love. It's called Like I Do. I didn't listen to that one. There was another one that I found. On the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. But I nope. don't remember it now. Love Will Be Waiting at Home? No. Oh. There were two mind. different ones that I found on YouTube <laughs> earlier. Okay. And it was like, oh, yeah, I remember these videos, and it's gone yeah. from my memory again. So they had Love Will Be Waiting at Home on the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, but I really like Like I Do. They're doing this 50s girl group vibe in that one, too, and the video and stuff is filmed that way. So it's really cute, I think. So I'll uh, take your word for it. I don't know it. if you'll like it. <laughs> we'll see. Two more groups I want to mention. I just want to throw Sista out there because Missy was in it. <laughs> I had no idea who they were other than I knew that they were part of Devante's basement crew. I remember the video getting played. Yeah, we talked about this in the, the Missy episode. Yeah. And I didn't know who Missy was at the time. I just probably saw it in Word Up magazine yeah. or something. And the last one I want to bring up is Vibe. I definitely so, don't know Vibe. I only know one song, uh, which is not available for streaming, but it is on YouTube. It's called Warm Summer Days. And the reason why I like the song which is no surprise to you because the sample they use is the same sample as Rapping Forte's Players Club. I don't know this song <laughs> at all. It's called Warm Summer Days and Days is spelled D-A-Z-E. Of course it is. And Vibe is spelled V-Y-B-E. Of this course it is. This came out in 1995. So, you know, I like it when my R&B has familiar hip hop sounds. So yeah. The Rapping Forte song, you got the same sample, but in a kind of allure type <laughs> they're like the next <laughs> level down from allure <laughs> yeah see that's where i put for real as well they were mm -hmm. another allure clone but <laughs> lower on the scale so that's pretty much all i have for tier who do you have anything else you want to add nah 
<laughs> if anybody <laughs> wants to check out nothing nice, froggy, froggy style, style, please do. I guess. Thank me later. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do now is you're going to tell me your favorite song, album, and video from this era. So I'm going to do what I did for the men's, and I'm actually going to say album first because picking one album was a little bit easier. So I'm going with SWV, first album, It's About Time. And again, pretty much for the same reasons as me picking my choice for the men. It encompasses what I loved about the 90s. So they were like an updated sort of R&B sound and they had a little bit of that hip hop swagger and stuff but then they still sang ballads and then they had some up-tempo songs and it just it sounds very 90s and so for me as much as I love In Vogue and TLC I think for me SWV captures the essence of what I remember most about girl groups at that time because okay. like In Vogue is in their own category and even TLC I guess with their pop success to put them in a different category and then everyone else is somewhere in the swv category I guess. it's girl gumbo <laughs> yeah so that's my pick for album for songs i decided not to pick any swv songs i can't pick one song again it's just too hard so i'm going with a hodgepodge so there's kissing you from total last chance from allure because if we go with your theory last chance Gave us a peek into new Mariah Carey yes. and TLC's Baby, 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 because I like it. <laughs> That's fair. And for videos, I'm going with a cross between TLC again, because Baby, 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 they made me think that school, university, it was going to be so much fun. And as you were saying about how TLC just seemed fun, like this video kind of shows that. And Creep with those silk pajamas that everybody loved in those colors. <laughs> and also. I mentioned this already, the Funky Divas era of Invoke, just the visuals for a group that doesn't dance or kind of like do a lot of performance. They're not out there like Janet Jackson. They're not. They're like, a, what's her name? We saw on TV the other day, Peggy Lee. Just well, give you no, a little they, shoulder. They'll move. They move a little bit more than Peggy <laughs> but they're not dancers or they don't have any theatrics per se, but the videos are aesthetically pleasing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those are my choices. All right. So for me, my favorite song is going to be Moke and Steffi's Mine. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because it's so completely ridiculous. Are you serious? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, Invo, Don't Let Go from the Set It Off soundtrack because mm -hmm. every song on that soundtrack was sad and dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was. <laughs> go back and listen to it if you don't believe me. I can't remember what songs are on there now. <laughs> There's a lot going on. <laughs> My favorite album is Total's first album Okay, from that era. Mm -hmm. And the favorite video is What About Your Friends? Just because of the weird commentary throughout the video. <laughs> They're dancing. This is T-Boz's cousin. Stuff like that. All right. So from the tier who mm -hmm. section, who is someone that you think should have had a, a better shot? You know what? I'm breaking the rules again because I'm picking someone from tier two, which I did in the, the men's episode. You did. Because I think the tier who people, most of them are kind of there because they were already copies of copies. But I think Allure should have had a better shot because, well, we know the sound works. So what happened? <laughs> uh, like I said, it was Mariah's test kitchen. We know that Crave Records just ended 
And then they were signed with MCA after that. But things happen when you get dropped and re-signed and get lost in the shuffle. They did swap out a member. I saw a random album, but I don't know what this is. At some point, they were signed by Ron Artest. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and when there was malice in the palace mm-hmm. and he got suspended, he did an interview on the Today Show. And they were asking him about the fight. And he spent the entire time promoting Allure's album and his album that he had coming out. <laughs> And that was the last I heard from Allure was Ron Artest trying to push their album hmm. on the Today Show. And if I can find this video, we can post it on the website. Okay. But that's the last I heard from him. So, yeah, that tells me that, yeah, yeah they needed a little more help I than Ron so. Artest. Because between Head Over Heels, No Question, All Cried Out, and Last Chance, that's four pretty good songs to start out with and then disappear. And rolling with Ron Artest, yeah. a.k.a. Metal World Peace, <laughs> is not going to get you to the top of the charts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so for me, I'm going with SWV because that they, should have had a bigger chance. Yeah. I'm cheating like you because <laughs> even fine. though I have them in the top tier, they could have been bigger. They still, in my opinion, should have been bigger than what they were. I see that. I can see that. I think they should have done a lot better because they are in the top tier for us, but, but not everybody. They do not have the same. Crossover. crossover or like level of popularity as TLC and Invoke. Yeah. But maybe that's why their music sounds the way it does. It is. <laughs> right? Because we always say there's that little switch once you get that big, big hit. Yeah. So who is your favorite from this era? You know, it's really hard because SWV and Invoke, they're such opposite ends. But you can only choose one. I'm going with SWV. I listen to them more often. I'm going with TLC. Okay. It's a, a random choice for me, especially since I said earlier that I wasn't a huge fan of TLC. Yeah, I thought you were going to pick Invoke. <laughs> but here's Hell, the thing. even Destiny's Show. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> Invoke's run was short. They had a good five, six years, whereas TLC was there at the early 90s. Mm-hmm. They were there at the end. Mm. So- They had the streets and they had the charts. (laughs) So I'm going with TLC. Okay. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I think that's it. I agree. So we're going to wrap up here. Thank you again for listening to They Reminisce Over You. Make sure to follow us on social media at Troy Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can visit us at TroyPodcast.com. Get all the good stuff that we talked about here in the episode. You can get transcripts, links to the videos that we've been talking about, things that we'll think about after the episode is done (laughs) recording and we want to add as well. If you would like to hear a playlist for this episode on Spotify, you can get that link at the website. If you would like to hear playlists integrated into the episode, you can search Spotify. They reminisce over you music plus talk edition and get all the good stuff there as well. Any other goodies you want to give to the folks? Also, the music and talk edition works best if you have a subscription. Yes. To Spotify. If you have the premium account, you get to hear the full songs. Otherwise, you only get 30 seconds and it doesn't sound as good. But hey, get that free month or whatever. Check us out and then cancel. You haven't canceled your subscription yet. (laughs) Exactly. So that's all I got for this week. See you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.